You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Try to flow and edit it up at the same time. You know, check it out. Uh. Check me. Y'all cats like to stress them chicks and press them chicks. Spend money to dress them chicks. I sex them chicks and send them home. Cody on, known to be stoned. When I bone, I'm rubbered up. Case the chick full blown. The other night around 8 p.m. Pockets crazy slim, jumped out the gray BM Went to the ATM, took a bow out Then later on I had to wild out In the club, knocked some kid and his pal out Afterwards went to the restroom Just style out, now I'm thinking What chick number I could dial out Cause it's L the Harlem pimp baby For real, I got more dimes than that sprint lady And that's ill, player haters be giving me harsh looks But I'm trying to sell records like Garth Brooks So FMR, when it's cold I throw the skelly on Illegal chips keep my celly on Mega ice is what I'm heavy on if it ain't crystal boo, I guess it's perry on. If the nine eyes too tight, I throw some jelly on. Try to tax, watch the nine mil burst. I've been off the scene over two years and coming to you live from Paragon Seven Studios, downtown Nashville, Tennessee. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. I'm here with Marcus Whitney. I had to get some big L in because yeah, no one man. in the South, man. All the people that come in. For this show, they want me to play, uh, you know, three six mafia. Yeah, not, no, no, just to them. No, I, mean, I love much love for them, but want me to play that. Want me to play Ludacris. Want me to play. I think now some of these younger dudes, uh, like Money Bag Yo, like yeah, that's, yeah, that's everybody's yeah, into yeah, that. Yeah. Who Money Bag Yo is really really dope. Yeah, but I'm ultimately an East Coast boom bap '90s guy. That's that's who I am. So it's funny. Some of my young boys that come on the show, they're like in their mid twenties. I threw on some mob deep and I knew it was, we all have these moments where we know it's like, man, I'm old AF. Yes. I threw on some mob deep and he looked at me and was like, yo, this is pretty decent. He's like, what's this? I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is mob deep shook was. And, and the person looked at me and they're like, who's mob deep. And I was just like, Oh, stop the tape. Yo, it was just man. like, stop, it's, stop the recording. It's like, so it's, sad, but it's mob the truth. Deep? Right. That, that, yeah. will, that is going to happen to all of us. I have no idea. It's like, you never heard of mob deep. But it's just to them. I was just, Foreign language, man. They might as well have been <laughs> have been rapping in in Chinese. One last question, because I, I would be remiss. I wouldn't be doing my job if someone has a healthcare company that's yeah. a startup. Yeah, really trying to grind, get it together. They yeah. have a business. They have a supply chain. They have something. How would they get in touch with you? How how would they submit? Do you have an assistant? Because I'm sure you don't want to be bombarded with emails and calls. But how would someone get to jump starting over to even present? their their uh perspectives on 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 what you know you could do in a joint venture yeah man look at the at the moment i don't have an assistant i kind of pared everything down during the during the pandemic so you know marcus whitney like if you google it i am the one that will come up and uh you know linkedin is really nice you can reach out to me on linkedin i would assume most people who have a business have a linkedin profile that's how it's like you and i connected yep um you know you can hit me up on linkedin and you know i'm i respond yeah, that's 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 nice, man. I just I just love with the with the VC and and hope that we'll talk again uh, about that. Shifting to sports, how did you get to become a part owner in the MLS franchise here in Nashville? I mean, that's that's a whole nother lane. These are two. Now, I always believe that these media platforms all connect. Mm-hmm. Venture capital people that are in venture capital often have investments in athletics and, uh, or uh, rather it's collegiate, you know, boosters for UT or Bama or my Ohio state Buckeyes or, you know, ownership stakes. A lot of it intersects. It's a lot of the same people. So I've met so many people through my healthcare platform that are in other lanes, but 
there's interest. Healthcare is 20% of GDP almost. So it impacts all of us. But how did you get into to the sports side? Are you a soccer player? Did you did you play soccer? What what made you uh, have interest in in this opportunity in a city that's burgeoning and growing in a in a really fantastic market? What how did you get that opportunity? Yeah, so uh, a lot of it was timing and mm-hmm. and just uh, you know my skill set. So in mm-hmm. 2015, uh, a a new nonprofit community driven soccer team called Nashville football club uh, came to life uh, because the, the team that had been here for decades, the metros mm-hmm. uh, went under ownership just kind of folded the team and they were, they were not like in the, the, the top divisions in right. soccer. They were, I think third or fourth division. Okay. So, so, so Nashville football were they club playing starts, at Nissan stadium or were, no, were no, no, they were playing much smaller okay. venues, much smaller venues. So, so, uh, so Nashville football club starts, uh, I, I become a member. I'm one of the first hundred paying members, you know, $75. And I kind of don't pay attention to it because I'm the CTO of this company and I'm like focused on that. The summer comes, they start playing. I go to a game. There's 2000 people at this game going nuts. And I'm like, hold mm. on. This was like this little nonprofit right. and I paid $75. I have a scarf. I come out to this game and it's a, it's a commercial enterprise. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Like, um, and, and so, you know, what, what I really, uh, realized in that moment was there was the fan base necessary for soccer to be successful in mm-hmm. Nashville. That was something I, I didn't understand before, but as an entrepreneur, you're always looking at opportunities. You always see things like that. Mm-hmm. So the founder of that nonprofit, Chris Jones and I developed a relationship and he knew that I was, you know, kind of involved in venture capital entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And he asked me to support and help and I was like, listen, I've, I've got pretty full plate. I can do it, but, you know, right. I need to be on the board in a meaningful right, way. Right. So he made me the chairman equity. of the board. Well, so, so here's the thing. It's a nonprofit. So there's no equity yet. Right. So he made me chairman of the of the nonprofit. And I, I immediately come in. I start working on the e-commerce, some of the just, you know, dotting the I's, crossing the T's, making sure the organization is well set up. Okay. And then within like two, three months of me in th- being in that role, an article goes uh, live in the Tennessean, our local paper here, uh, that is talking about the mayor at the time, Carl Dean, talking to uh, a minor league soccer uh, o- team owner in the, the, the in Pennsylvania who was talking about relocating to Nashville. Oh, okay. Okay. And that... That started everything. I, I wow. responded publicly. The Tennessee and picked up that story. Right place, right time. Yeah, man. Yeah. And then it just sort of started this momentum where we were like, hmm, pro soccer is going to come to Nashville right. one way or another. And I think I, I think MLB's coming here too. It probably is. It probably is. Got to get here. And I was I was really in the role of being responsible of making sure that this group of people right. that, that didn't get disenfranchised. The, mm. These were going to be mm. the fundamental fans of soccer in Nashville. Mm. Okay, and I had to make sure they didn't get disenfranchised. So uh, I took the skill set I had developed, which was package up an opportunity and raise capital for it. Okay, but also convince the existing nonprofit that this is the right move, that we should move pro, we should go for Mm. profit. Okay, Mm. so basically I did those two things. Mm. And in that transition, I became part of the ownership group of what was initially the USL minor league club. Okay, right. And then within a very short period of time. Buy low and sell high. I mean, it's just you get in at the right time. It's it's, This is the entrepreneurial thing, right? right? You know what I mean? Like. If you're willing to put in the sweat equity right. on the front end, right. 
you you can maintain ownership throughout. Right. And so then when the MLS thing comes, John Ingram, who I've had a relationship with for right. al- almost 10 years now, okay? Right. Like he, he's been an investor in Jumpstart, in Jumpstart Foundry, all the other stuff we've done. He comes, we talk, and basically, long story short, we sell the majority, we sell 50.1% of the USL franchise to him. He becomes the majority owner, but that puts us in a position to now be along for the ride with him. Right, right. So so he's leading the charge for us to be a major league soccer team. And then when that happens, so so the the beautiful thing about the story is, and then right, when when you become a supporter shield champion and an MLS champion and a, yeah yeah get into we, Copa we, America and stuff we, like we, that, we, you're, we you're hope along, we hope all along, those things you're are along for that in, entire we, ride. Well, look, look, I was we, we hope all those things are, are there. But the one the one thing I do want to say is the thing that I'm most proud of. The ownership thing is nice, but the thing that I'm most proud of is if you go to a Nashville soccer club game today mm-hmm. and you look at the supporter section. Mm-hmm. Those supporters are the supporters from Nashville Football They're Club OG. in 2015. Right. That's now there are many more because right. they've grown. Right. But the ones who are in the front, who are calling the chants, who right. are playing the drums, those are the same people who were part of that nonprofit. That's what I. That's what I care about. There's a lot of people love this team. Um, you know, I think Nashville obviously is a Titans town. Yeah. Oh, look, man, we love the Titans. But but even and the there, predators, there's. But but I was about to say, I always feel like Nashville's a Titans town. But there's something about both the Predators and the MLS franchise because they were born here. Yeah, that's right. Whereas uh, the Titans moved from Houston right. and ultimately Memphis via Memphis uh, to to here. But this city is rabid. People don't know around the country. I've lived in Seattle. Uh, so I I was I was actually um, well a part of a season ticket package to the Sounders. Okay, that's many years that's a ago. big deal. Uh, they weren't where they are now, but they were getting there. Yeah, and and I've sat. I knew that soccer was was here when I'm sitting in in that stadium. I think it was called CenturyLink Field at the mm-hmm. time. Yeah, um, there are sixty thousand people. I know at a soccer. Game. I was like, man, this is like a Seahawks game. Yeah. And the Seahawks won the Super Bowl and lost the next Super Bowl while I was out there. So. It was very similar to a Seahawks game as far as fans, as far as, um, you know, volume, yeah. uh, people cheering and screaming. Yeah. And, you know, Columbus, the Columbus crew, you go to crew games, there'd be 9,000 people there. But, you know, in some markets, L.A. soccer is, is, is rabid. And, and I think Nashville really loves their homegrown teams. Um, they, they love – they love the predators. Love the predators. predators are love. Love the predators. Here, Nashville. I can't. I can't wrap my mind around. Like it's Nashville's the South. It's not even <laughs> North, like where we grew up, where yeah. it's cold and people ice skate. But they love the predators, and I see a lot of that working down here, and actually being able to look into Nissan Stadium from here and see when games are, and just seeing people walking around in the street. Um, there's there's a major fandom, and that's just an example of, of entrepreneurship. How how you really get in. I think people would assume that, hey, this guy just has a lot of money. He wrote a check for $10 million to, to get in. And that's not, that's not how you did it at all. No, no. That's the exact opposite. You would have, people would just think that, hey, you know, Marcus Whitney, he has a great uh, VC. At some point, he cashed out somewhere. He had eight figures, and he wrote a check to buy into a percentage. But you actually helped build this thing. I'm a co-founder. From, a, from, from I'm the ground a, I'm a, up. I, right. And, and, and right. like, I'm, I'm a, it's documented. Right. Like, like on on the website, there's a series called called Dream Together, and um, you know it's probably the thing like I I I feel most you know I think proud is is the right word that they actually memorialized 
the role that that Chris Jones and I mm-hmm. played in in getting the club to this to this point. It's like mm-hmm. I'm a recognized co-founder of the wow. club, you know, that's and, and and that's gonna be forever, you know. Like like it's di- the ownership stuff. Ownership changes hands, man. Right, but you right, but right. but you can't take away someone's role as a right. founder of something. Yeah. You know what or I mean? Originator. Yeah, that's 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 fantastic. What do you? So what do you? Who are some of the teams? Are do you? Go with the local teams. Are you are you a Nets fan? Were you were you nah, upset at nah, Kevin nah, Durant nah, nah, for nah. airballing that three? Well, at the well, end of no, no. I mean, look, <laughs> look, look. He was the only one on yeah, the court playing like what, like like he wanted to win. I talked about it. I said, look, he man, was what the you, only one playing I on said, the court like he want? wanted to win. I said, what do you want from the man? The man played fifty three minutes. He crushed it. He was literally about to vomit. on he the He crushed court. it. What can you know? These people, no, 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 these no, people no, no, are human beings. I mean, honestly, I was mostly. Watching that game, I was just looking at James Harden, and I was like, "Where did you go, bro? What he was, happened?" He was playing on one leg, though. I know, he was really but man. Bad, so. I mean, he just, but you, he looked like it, right? He looked like it. No, no, no. Listen, I, 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 grew, I, I grew up in New York. I'm a Knicks fan. I mean, you know, oh, I'm, so I'm, you're a Knicks fan? Uh, yeah, okay. yeah. I'm, I'm from that era. So what is the? What I'm, I'm, is, I'm a Knicks, what is the Jets, plight? and Mets fan. What is? Oh man, so you picked all all three of the wrong. Teams. I'm, I'm from you Brooklyn. Picked, you picked the wrong football team. Look, look, people. The, the look, <laughs> you did pick the Giants. If you did pick the if you are from Brooklyn. <laughs> it's Jets and Mets. If you're from yeah, Manhattan and the Bronx, right. you can be the Yankees and the Giants. Right. I, I um, know people who choose those from Brooklyn. I don't understand it because, you know, Shea, and I, I, I just don't understand it. So let's start with the Knicks. Yeah. Trey Young went through. He played the Reggie Miller role. Yep, he did. And successfully. He, he very successfully, and he propelled himself into – Stardom. Yeah. I don't think that any of us he's, saw Trey Young. He's, he's a great bad guy. We saw him as a little guy that could shoot a whole lot and shoot high volume, and he could hit threes from thirty feet out every yep. once in a while. Yep. But on the, at the Mecca, at MSG, Showed you go up. in there, you put up thirty forty at MSG. You're a star. Yeah. Um, but the Knicks for, made for, a first lot. game back on the pandemic, so like right crowded, right MSG crowds spike in the front, acting right. crazy, spike in the front. Uh, the 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 whole the whole crew, but yep. the Knicks made a lot. Of, they made up a lot of ground. Oh man, this, this, is, this is a great a, season. They made up a lot man. of ground. This was a great season for year. the Knicks. Great rebuilding year. Yes. Rampage tells me all the time. He's like nobody cares about the Nets. He's just like New York is the Knicks town. He said that. Uh, he's like I live in Brooklyn, so I if the Nets you'll win, go. You, I wear a hat. Yeah, 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 I'll support. Yeah. But but he said he said that most people in in New York still refer to them as New Jersey Nets. That yeah, they'll never. That's right. Even so, they can have KD, Harden, the ghost of Michael Jordan. They can have whoever they want. That they'll just never be. It'll never be John Starks and Patrick Ewing and uh, and and those Derek Harper. Those if, guys. They'll never if, be the same. If they win one, right. that might change things. Right. right? Winning always. Everybody changes loves things. the winner. Yeah, winning That's always true. changes things. That's but true. but uh, you know, look, the, New York is is belongs to the Knicks. You know, for now, belongs to the Knicks. So, do you feel? What is what as a fan? What do you want to see in the off season? Do you think that you got Julius Randle, who who's a breakout? I don't think that he's a superstar, but he's definitely a, a potential two. Yeah. Um. You got Logo Lillard that's out there. Yep. People trying to figure out how to get him out of Portland. You guys have some trade chips. Yep. You you have uh uh the the youngin from Canada. I can't remember his name that played for Duke. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'll just it'll come to me. Yeah. You, you have you have him. You have Knox, you have Obi, you have some guys that 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 can play that are potential trade chips. Do you think that the you think that the objective is to get in a big star or do you just build organically? I think you have to harden this core because they showed a lot of chemistry. You know, okay. I think you have to I think you have to build on, on top of this and, and kind of say where 
where do we need ben- bench depth? I mean, because to me, when you look at the playoffs, this is this is becoming the story of the playoffs, right? I mean, like now now that you know Giannis is kind of uh, unknown for 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 the rest of the series with, the, with, 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 with that hyperextended knee, yeah. it's like the Bucks kind of have no shot, right? Because they right. were already so thin on right. on the bench, right? So I think we're to me watching the Nets, watching what happened to Kyrie, and then you know just all the injuries. I think we're shifted into a new era, man, where the athleticism, we got some new young players. Trey Young is really mm-hmm. sort of capitalizing on that. And and teams have to, I think, change their playbook. It's not we're not in that era where it's just stack the team with a bunch of all-stars, put five all-stars on the court. That era, that like LeBron type mm-hmm. of era, I think that's over. I think now you mm-hmm. gotta you gotta be nine deep. And that's true. I think you gotta be nine deep and you gotta be able to, you know, transition. Two full squads out there, you know, to to really kind of make it all the way. So I, I which I, which I'm excited about because to me the NBA was getting kind of boring. The idea that basically wherever LeBron went and he would yeah, just sort of like just, like like man. grab a bunch of people and and they tried to do it at the Nets, right? right? They tried to replicate that model at the Nets, right? right. That's I, so funny. I, I, I was with I, like I was with the misses. I was with the misses and we were watching Phoenix uh, beat the Clippers, and I was saying, you know, what's refreshing is that I don't have to look at LeBron James's face every 30 look, seconds. I love LeBron James. I, love, I, I, love I spent LeBron. most of my formative years in Ohio, so I lived in Ohio as a teenager. I watched LeBron James in high school. But it's just good to to have, and, and the guy time. I was talking about was R.J. Barrett. The, it's good to have. It's time. It's good to have a little bit more diversity. I like to see some of these new teams go at it and, and compete. Now, with the Jets hey, moving along. Hey, listen, listen, we're, we're, this is this is a – Look, it always remains to be seen, but I think they should have drafted my boy though, Justin Fields, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, I, 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 I know, I know, I know, I know. Zach but what's that BYU throwing I, throwing to to people that are not going to play on Sunday? Look, 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 I know. And 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 last year was an absolute disaster, right? Absolute disaster. But now are they are they on Darnold? Who did they blame? Did they blame Gase? Did they blame the coach? Like who? Who's on the back page getting eaten up in the New York Post? You know, uh, so, I mean, I, I haven't been reading right. or, or listening to local New, New York sports radio okay. re- recently, but. I'm a w, when, when WFAN I, guy. Like yeah, I yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I, I like my high blood pressure to be at a decent <laughs> level, so, so I, I, I kind of right. take that in doses. I think at this point, man, people just feel like it's so hard to point to any one thing. Mm. I mean, the most consistent thing has been the ownership, but. At this point, it just feels like there's there's like a cloud over the club, mm-hmm. you know, because it's been so bad for so for so long, right? For so long, right? Um, I am pretty hopeful about what they got going on right now, and because this does feel like a full clean slate approach, and I, I think that's what we need. I don't think you can try to bring things from the past in. Um, the last time we had a shot at anything was the Rex Ryan era. I mean, right. that and that wasn't really a great era, but it right. was the closest thing we've had to good. Right, you know, good on-field results. So I like I like the the clean slate approach that we're that we're taking right now. You know, and and it's it's not over. You know what I mean? There's still a lot of work to be done before preseason really kicks in. But I, mm-hmm. so far, the moves they've made at least uh-huh. show me they're willing to try something new. So yeah, I think Salah is going to be a, yes. a a good coach for them. He's yes. a he looks like he could still get out there and play. Exactly. He looks, he looks like, and that's a coach. very different right. kind of coach than they've hired. Right. right. You know. Right. So. Right. Um, yeah, that's. Uh, but yeah, I, I know as someone that lived in, in New Jersey, I know that people from your side of the island always gravitate towards the Jets. Yes, and, it's, it's um, painful. It's been and, painful and, my whole life, and, man. And, and the and the Mets. <laughs> I don't 
Baseball, I'm very frustrated with baseball. Yeah, I I, I don't follow baseball. Um, I'm disappointed that much anymore, in Francisco but the, but the Lindor. Good, but the Mets and, are good. And, you know, I don't I don't that contract. He's not really living up to the contract so far. But um, you know, I think ultimately he will. I I hate the Yankees because I lived in Baltimore as a kid, and I'm an mm, Orioles fan. So I yeah, I just hate, hate the, Yankees. the Yankees. But it's more it's more out of jealousy. It's yeah, more, uh, that's right. But to see them and to watch them, you know, blow through, you know, paying uh, Giancarlo. Stanton, all of that money, and, and Sanchez, all of that money, it makes me feel a little bit, um, I feel a little bit of, of, I take some solace in, in their failures. But at the end of the day, as my friends from New York remind me, they say that we have 26 rings and, and the Orioles have two. So, uh, so yeah. What we're going to do, I'm going to take one more break, <laughs> um, get some final words from Marcus. I appreciate you coming in oh, man. and spending some time with me. It's great. And um, we will be back with more of the Lance J Show one last segment after these messages. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. AEP annual enrollment programs are launching in just a few months, and this is the perfect time to shop for the best insurance options for you and your loved ones. Learn more about individual and group insurance benefits with Engage It Health. Their diverse portfolio includes accident expense, specified disease plans, life insurance, and PPO plans. Engage It Health's licensed benefit advisors are just a phone call away to bring you optimal service in selecting affordable and unique benefit packages that meet your health care needs. Call Engage in Health today at 832-219-5829. That's 832-219-5829. And tell them that Lance J sent you. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. I knew you was in around Playing all innocent Hoeing since the foundation Don't make me have to pound this tin crown facing And risk being jammed up like traffic inbound from space and there's been a place for you in my heart Since we first met A teenage love that didn't feel no hurt yet My boys warned me you was poison like BBD first cassette And still I put my chips on the worst bet Gave up the skirt Now I got a hair from the street How dare you drag my name in the dirt and cheat You could've broke it off Ended it in dip And if you spoke us off We could've still preserved the friendship Now you apologize Back on the Lance J show, I'm sitting here with Marcus Whitney. You've got a few more minutes. First of all, thank you for for your time and and bringing such positive energy and and providing just giving us uh, through your lens, giving us a viewpoint through through your lens and talking about entrepreneurship and, and the black community. One of the things that I'm always curious when we bring in CEOs, when we bring in leaders. Uh, like you talk about just being in the right place at the right time, being a founder, being a builder. What are some of the fundamentals of leadership that, that you evoke? I think leadership is, is the key. Everybody doesn't have a chance to go to a great business school. 
everybody doesn't have a chance. Like you, like we talked about, you you weren't a silver spoon child. You didn't. You're not a trust fund kid. But everyone does have the opportunity to work on and develop their leadership skills in whatever field you're in. Whether you're a lawyer, whether you're a doctor, whether you're a healthcare executive like me, entrepreneur, sports. Rather you own a chain of, of janitorial services, whatever you do, whether you own a McDonald's, whatever you do, leadership is a critical element. If you have, if you have, I always say, if I see, if I, if I find someone with elite leadership skills, I want to hitch my star to their wagon because I know that ultimately they're going to break through and they're going to be successful. What are some of the fundamentals of leadership that, that you've used in your career to, to succeed and continue to succeed? So leadership is an inside out game. Um, and, uh, you, you scale it based on the strength of your foundation. So mm. you have to start with your ability to lead yourself. Mm. Um, and, you know, the key areas are really around discipline. You know, um, we, we, we learn out in these streets, if you won't govern yourself, you will be governed, right? right? And so you, you have to learn how to act accordingly. Um, and and that's, 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 in, that's in all ways, you know, it's like, making sure you get the right amount of sleep, making mm. sure that you are taking care of yourself from an exercise perspective, you're eating the right things, you know, um, all these things materialize in the way that you show up in the world and the work that you do. So that, that to me, that is often like a really overlooked thing, mm. but, but that, that's where I always want to start. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, the other sort of big uh, pillar I think is communication, you know, mm. uh, how, how effectively you communicate. You, you need to understand as a leader that, um, you often have to say the same thing over and over and over and over again uh, to people because people, especially now, have very short attention spans. That's They're true. often not paying attention. Yeah. They may not understand it. You may not. You may have said it when they had something else going on in their life. Mm -hmm. So you have to just assume that the first time you say something, it didn't penetrate, and you're going to mm -hmm. have to say it again and again and again. And you have to be okay with that. You can't be right. mad at people when take you said it once. Yeah, yeah, you can't take it personally when you said it one time and like they didn't really understand right. it. Um, and then, and then work ethic, you know, mm. uh, I, I, I think, I think this is, uh, people, there's no way to get around, around this. There's no way to get around this. Like you, you have to be able to demonstrate a, a certain level of work ethic, mm. uh, to, because the world is a competitive place. That's okay. just the reality. Um, especially for us. Yeah, man. Especially for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 your time management. How are you allocating your time? How much? You know, we just got done talking about sports, and sports is fantastic leisure. You can get inspired by sports. It's a good, right. good time to blow off. Just kind of, you know, relax your brain a little bit. Right. But you know, do you need to be watching every single game? Because right. there's a, there's always a game on now. We're literally, there's literally yeah, always yeah, literally. a game on. Literally. Soccer during the day, yeah, football literally. at night, basketball, right. boxing, fighting every weekend. So, you know, do you need to watch every single game or do you need to listen to that podcast right. on business read or book, on finance yeah. or read a book or whatever? So mm. you have to be able to manage your time and, and uh, you know, and then ultimately you got to manage your money. Yeah. It, no, it's funny that, that you said that um, when I was, you know, VP at Blue Cross and had my team, I was never a, hey, you got to be here from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. and work 13, 14, 15 hours every day. I was always more like, I just need you to manage your time. Yeah. If you're working nine hours and it's a great nine hours, then go home, spend time with your family. Yeah. But if you're if you're working 13 or 14 hours and you're fooling around and you're really, you know, either lack competence or you're not focused, you're you're not going to get the same. And I've, I've had people that have worked for me that said, but hey, you know, I didn't get the promotion, but I worked 80 hours a week. 
And, you know, I had to say, well, I promoted the person that worked 50 hours a week and did more work than you in 50 hours than you did in 80 hours. And I think a lot of us, when it comes to time management, we got to look in the mirror. Sometimes we have to have some hard conversations with ourselves. And say, That's hey, right. I'm not managing my time well. I'm chasing stuff that doesn't matter. I'm spending time on garbage and foolishness. Like you said, sports, music, certain things, they're, they're great indulgers. They're, 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 they're a change of pace. But if you allocate 60% of your time to sports, then other areas of your life are going to suffer. You know, if you spend all day listening to music, even if you spend all day exercising, you know, you have yeah, to have, you have, to have right. balance. You know, there has, right. to, there has to be balance in life. So I think that that's so important to hear uh, from an entrepreneur like yourself. Well, Marcus, that hour went by really fast. I'm going to extend the invitation for you to come back. You got to you got to find a way to come back. I know you're very busy, man. You I would I, I would I would love to, but, man. Um, I think what you're doing is great. It's great for the community, but, man. But yeah, I, I we we'll talk offline and you know, I want Marcus to 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 come back and hang out with us. So so thank you so much, sir, for uh, coming in and spending some time with us. Um, everybody listening on on WVOL, Marcus is giving his information and if you're watching this on uh on Apple TV or watching it on Roku, we're we're flashing the information. And if you if you think you have an idea, Marcus said, reach out to him if you, if there's an opportunity to to connect. Very few times you have an opportunity to connect with someone that can get you a check for 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 a certain amount. So that's a great opportunity. What you're doing in the community is fantastic. Uh, the concept of ownership, all of those things, and I, I really appreciate you and I appreciate your time. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. This is your boy Rampage, first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. Learn more about group insurance benefits with Engagement Health. Call to speak to an advisor today at 832-219-5829. Tell them that the Flatbush King sent you.